0: The CEO Diaries, powered by Harper Ellis Hair Co.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to The CEO Diaries for Season 2. I'm so excited to be your host this season, and I know you're probably wondering, why am I the one talking? Well, the thing is, is everyone has questions for Tara. So I'm going to do some of the talking, but really she's going to do all the answering. So, you know, it'd be weird if she'd interview herself. <laughs> so I did write a lot of notes. Um, I did write an introduction for this. So I want to make sure that I you know, get all that information to you. So I will be reading from my phone, so don't judge me if you're watching this. Um, but I want to make sure that I get everything covered. So we all know that Terry is a CEO. She is a business owner, a master extension artist, a celebrity hairstylist, A salon owner, wife, mother, and a damn good friend. (laughs) I think she does it all, honestly. So what else is there to know about Tara? Well, this season, we're going to be doing a a little different. I'm going to be the one asking the hard questions. And the questions are, you know, for hairstylists, business owners, people in the extension industry. And it's all questions that every one of them want to know. There's no fluff. We're uncensored hence I'm talking, um, we're getting raw, and we're sharing some truths. So Tara has been my mentor for the last four years, and we have had a unique opportunity to grow together as she's built the empire that Harper Hair Coat is. I would say our relationship is very unique because we've grown up together and grown through many different stages together. <laughs> uh, so she recruited me straight out of hair school and, you know, to be her assistant. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but she has a way of doing that. Um, I helped innovate the Harper Ellis Concealed Bead Method, and we've traveled the country educating together. And now I'm a master stylist in her salon. And as of this week, pretty much last week, I am the creative director of Harper Ellis Hair Co. So through this time, I've had a front row seat of seeing Tara's growth. And her struggles and her journey of running multiple businesses. I've seen a lot, and I've had lots of questions, probably some of the same questions that listeners and watch you know viewers have. Are you ready? I'm ready. All
0: right. Uh, first of all, thank you for that intro. And I know that I'm not the host allegedly of my own podcast <laughs> this season. And it's Creighton, although I'm actually, back up a little bit, I'm really excited about that. Um, I know when the idea came to the table, I was like, that's a perfect idea, and the reason why it's a perfect idea is because you ask me the hard questions mm-hmm. in real life. That yeah. is not anything different, because we're sitting in front of a camera. This man brings me all kinds of things, and I'm like, uh, okay, uh-huh. and so, um... Again, I know that I'm not the host, but I do want to give Creighton a little intro because he didn't give himself much of one. Um, but yeah, Creighton, you know, I did recruit him out of hair school. Some of you guys that have heard sort of our story, um, I don't, I try to keep that under wraps. I don't tell him, I, I do now because he can handle it. We've grown a lot, but at first... The I, head I, shrinking
1: a little bit. Right. You know.
0: I didn't tell him that I recruited him. Got to keep that ego in check, but I did. Creighton is one of those people that is just naturally, annoyingly good at hair And if you've come to one of our classes, you it's easy to see. Um, but past that Creighton has I've just I've had it for O. C also to his growth Mm -hmm. and it's been really incredible. Um but the thing about Creighton is I know I've sort of led the way for him as far as like showing him maybe the possibilities, but I didn't do the work for him. And what's so cool about Creighton is he's the one that gets up every day and ready for a new challenge and he sticks with it when things get hard, and that's what I love about Creighton. And so he just, you know, announced to the podcast that he yeah. just got a new title, which is the creative director of Harper's Hair Co. And I couldn't be more excited. That is a position that I have been needing to hand off. Um, he's going to do it ten times better than I have, and he's going to be sort of headlining all of our product, our, all of our product basically, and um, m- basically making sure that everything that we produce is something that helps other stylists make money. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a plus plus. Um, on quality and just innovation and all the things. So excited to have you for that.
1: Thank you. And excited
0: to have you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to be hosting.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, I'm ready for all these hard questions. So let's dive in.
1: Okay, so we know you're very prominent on social media. And recently, you've been talking about what you want in life on social media. So can you elaborate on that a little bit better?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, recently have probably turned the chapter I would say I'm still in the same book right now but I've turned the chapter on like really getting real with who I want to be and um, you know there's there's a lot to that story I think that whole that one mm-hmm. question could be an entire podcast
1: oh, sure.
0: <laughs> um, but you know just recently I've just gotten very very clear on not just you know the vision I have for myself but the vision I have for my businesses and the people around me and um, but mainly for myself you know I really take seriously, first and foremost, my jobs of being a mom Mm -hmm. and being a really good wife. And, you know, something I'm really... Being a mom is probably one of my most challenging jobs. Um, It's really hard to juggle that along with all these other things Mm -hmm. that I juggle. Um, But it's the most rewarding. I love my child. He is amazing. But, man, he gives me a run for my money. But I want to (laughs) work on that. I want to be a really good mom. I want him to look back someday and be like, wow, my mom was a badass, and I want to be able to teach him things that maybe a lot of, that I didn't learn as a Mm -hmm. child, and, um, but then past that, you know, I've decided lately, like, I want to make it, like, a really cool thing to be a really good wife. I want to make it cool. I mean, not that it's not cool, but I want to, I want to be that example that people are like, because she's a good wife, I want to be a really good wife, and, you know, we have this, like, stigma out there or people always just it's like the grass is always greener mm-hmm. and you know I've had a marriage before you know my marriage with Josh and um, the grass was greener past that one but uh, <laughs> also another uh, podcast yeah. <laughs> but um, you know I want to be a really good wife to him and he's such a great husband to me and I want to do the same for him mm-hmm. and support him and everything that he wants and I think that sometimes in marriages we start really we're concerned about ourselves. and mm-hmm. we're concerned yeah. about, and I have, I'm guilty of that. I'm always here to admit my, my mistakes, but, um, I'm ready to be his support system and, and help him grow. And cause he's done that for me. Yeah. Um, and then past that, I, you know, I've, I've really gotten clear of why I love money so much. Um, I'm not afraid to say that anymore. I'm not apologetic about that. I freaking love money. And the reason I love money is not, has anything to do with money. Mm -hmm. I love money because of what the life I've already been able to create. And I'm nowhere near financially where I want to be and where Mm -hmm. I'm going to be. Um, But this freedom, sense of freedom of like, now suddenly, you know, I'm not worried about, you could call it cancel culture. I'm Mm -hmm. not like big enough and, you know, to to have that. Like, no one cares to cancel me, but there will be a point where I'm sure someone will want to. But I want to be able to speak freely about Mm -hmm. the way I feel and the truth. And I want to speak the truth, my truth. Yeah. And without that fear of like, someone's going to take that away from me. And so to me, that's why I want to be so financially free. And then I've like recently found this new passion of, of not new passion, but I want to have have a ton of money where I can help this world, hopefully be a better place Mm -hmm. because I have a two year old and he's going to grow up and live in a world just like I am now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I can shelter him for as long as possible. But, um, I want to try to use my money to make this world a better place. I hope that my son yeah. has a decent place to grow up in. And it's questionable now. If you guys aren't afraid of where our world is headed, you need to be because it's insane. Yeah. So hopefully my money and I have enough power that I can make this world yeah. a better place. So
1: yeah. so I love that you kind of give us more of a clear vision and like expectations like that you've acquired for your personal. So can you share with us like, And just, you know, as someone in the company, I know you've really established this recently. So I think you should share with listeners, like, what your new, like, clear vision is for Harperless Hair Co.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of businesses are, especially in the hair industry, they're built on the forefront of things. They say that they are for stylists and they are, you know, their mission is to help stylists make more money. And I've been there. I've also said all those things. But yet, they're still afraid to create people that might be better than them, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I think that that's really sticky and icky and gross. And I think that, you know, I'm I've never really. I mean, yes, I've gotten I've been in a place where my mindset wasn't right, where I've got I'm I'm competitive per Mm se, and where like I do I have before looked at competitors of like creating maybe very close businesses that are just like mine and I would be literally lying to you guys if I'm not like that didn't ruffle my feathers here and there Mm -hmm. um but now I'm so clear and concise of where Harper Ellis as a business is going that I'm not afraid of other people and I don't mean that in a way of like oh I'm not afraid of anyone else I mean that in a way of like I'm gonna work so hard and I'm so clear on my targets of where we're going that I hope that everyone comes with me. Mm -hmm. I hope that people create businesses just like mine, because that means that I can change this industry for the better. And so um, where Harper Ellis is going is we're going to reach over 500,000 hairstylists. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be a hundred million dollar business, if not more. Um, And we are going to help stylists create wealth beyond behind the chair. Mm-hmm. Because no stylist wants to retire trading time for money. yeah, And that's what we do behind the chair. Mm-hmm. We trade our time in exchange for money. And that's great. That is where I got my start. And that mm-hmm. is step one to building that wealth.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but somebody needs to go in and teach these stylists how to create that wealth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Far beyond behind the chair. And so that's my mission. And that's what we're doing.
1: So you know, kind of like a consensus to me about everything, what this is, like what you're saying is like your biggest passion is to help other stylists, so can you tell me a little bit more about how and why that that is your goal? Yeah, well, you know,
0: the saying that there is room for everyone is just, it's so true.
1: hmm
0: Me being really good at business, marketing, having my, all those things about business that people want Mm -hmm. is not going to affect someone else's business. And there are enough stylists in this world. um, And here's the thing. Some of you guys are thinking small. Like Mm -hmm. I have, I'm saying that because I have thought small before. I'm trying to reach stylists all over the world. Especially lately, you know, the poor salon owners and hairstylists in you know Pakistan where the Taliban is like completely shut down Mm -hmm. they're they've completely taken that away women's rights are completely non-existent um the salon was the last like kind of safe space that I feel like women Mm -hmm. felt stylists and clients Mm -hmm. and they took that away and so I'm I want to reach far beyond past our own country Mm -hmm. and so I don't I'm not worried about what other people are Mm -hmm. doing. And so in that case, we all need to be successful. And I guess one of my mission and that I'm really clear on is, is, you know, making a better world for my son. And I know you're probably sitting there going, what does the hair industry have anything (laughs) to do with your kid? Yeah. Well, it has a lot to do with it because, you know, when my son gets older, I actually said this to my husband last night in the car. Mm -hmm. I said, the reason why we want everyone around us to be successful is because, like, think about this. Fletcher gets older Mm -hmm. and he's in trouble and he needs something. People around me that are poor probably won't be able to help him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I hope that when he gets older and what if I, something happens to me, what if I'm not alive to Mm -hmm. be able to protect my kid for the rest of his life? And, you know, I've helped all these people make money and my kid gets in trouble. I hope that you help my child. Yeah. And I think that's what will happen.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. And
0: so the picture is just so much bigger than just like the yeah. immediate of like, oh, we're so obsessed with all these other people. You know, some stylists are out there still worried about the stylist down the street. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the least of your worries. Worry about yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's where I'm at.
1: So, you know, a, a topic that was brought up, I feel like, quite a bit in, you know, season one is that, you know, there was – there's definitely tough times with, like, you know, bar, you know, business partnerships in the past. So, you know, what are your thoughts moving forward? Like, is that a thing in the past? Like, are you ever going to, like, enter in more, you know, partnerships going forward? Like, kind of tell us a little bit with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, those of you that I know a lot of people know, a lot of – I lost my business partner this that last year, and things went very sour, and um, – it was very, very sad for me. I had a several month process of healing. I am very healed Mm -hmm. on the other side of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know how I got healed so quickly. I think I just, I did a lot of like soul searching and, and I stopped pointing fingers. Like in order for me to get past that, I stopped going, she did this. They did this. I started going like, okay, whoa, what, what can I do to Mm -hmm. get past this? Or, or what could I've done to prevent this? I even went there, which is not a good place for your head to be. But you know, I stopped. I looked in the mirror, as I guess per mm-hmm. se. And so, you know, moving forward, I am so I want to have business partners. Mm-hmm. I the only way that I'm getting to the hundred million dollar mark for Harper Ellis just and there mm-hmm. is with collaboration. Yeah. like that's the only way that I'm going there, and I want everyone to go with me. Mm-hmm. And you know. That business partnership went south for whatever reason. It's really not that important. Um, but I think moving forward, you know, as long as I'm clear on my target and I'm protective of myself, I, do, I have learned that. Like, I've learned how to spot those red flags, I guess. I, it, that, that scenario, I'm so thankful for. I know that sounds so twisted, but the reason I'm so thankful for it is because I got really smart
1: from mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
0: And now, all of a sudden, I'm this person that I feel like I trust myself to be able to... I can spot red flags mm-hmm. from a mile away. And in that scenario, I should have been able to mm-hmm. spot those a long, long, long time ago, years ago before anything ever went sour. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm moving forward, I'm good. Like, yeah. you want to act a damn fool, I'll kick yeah. you out, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, just to put it that way, yeah. and so I'm so excited to add people that because not everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's bad. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that person's bad. If you're listening to this, I'm not saying they're bad. She, there's just some growing that needs mm-hmm. to happen there, and I hope that that's happened for her.
1: Yeah.
0: Because um, I sure have. Mm-hmm. And so moving forward, I'm pumped to have a business partners. I yeah. want as many of them as I can get. Yeah. So that we can collaborate and just this cloud of genius yeah. and we just get to the top and then we change the industry for the better and then my son has a better life and then you can see how that trickles down mm-hmm. so
1: yeah okay so you know one part of that that you know stands out to me is that you talked about collaboration well you know kind of the the opposite side of that is you know competition so you know daily at this point i feel like everybody and their dog is, you know, coming out with their new extension line, their new education line, their new extension method. Like, how do you handle that competition? Or do you believe that there is room for that collaboration versus every person coming up being, like, a competitor?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about method specifically, like yesterday I got on a rampage on my own Instagram, um... And it's funny because you and I really haven't even had this like face to face conversation, mm-hmm. so let's have it. Yeah. But, you know, this whole methodology forefront of our industry has just freaking gotten out of control mm-hmm. like crazy. And here's the first thing to that these hair methods are not rocket science. Mm-hmm. They're not. Anyone, not anyone, but most anyone could figure out how to do a really good safe method now the value of going to a company to learn a method Mm -hmm. is that you are hopefully I've noticed that there are not there are people out there teaching things that they just come up with on a fly Mm -hmm. because they want a part piece of the pie
1: yes not
0: how you're getting a piece of the pie by Mm -hmm. the way but the value of going to somebody to learn something like that is you're learning so instance if you come to Harper Ellis you're learning a method that Creighton and I basically pioneered, and it was a, a year's process. And the reason why it was even pioneered is because we were standing behind the chair. We were in the trenches of the work. Mm-hmm. We were taking nine to ten extension clients a day. We were, I was making over $400,000 a year, working four days a week. And the method that we were doing worked. And it was blowing everybody, everybody's work out of the mm-hmm. water because it concealed the beads it was flat to the head, so it's great for fine-haired clients. It was also quick mm-hmm. and efficient, because I was seeing nine to ten clients a day.
1: <laughs> like yeah. You and I both were like, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, past that, I was really safe to the scalp, because yeah. that's important to me, because I yeah. have three hairs on my head. So yeah. if I lose one, I'm considered bald. And so all those things is why it's valuable to come learn something mm-hmm. like that. But what I'm trying to get at is... It's kind of gotten a little out of control and kind of what I said earlier, I'm not worried about the competition because I'm doing things the right way. Mm -hmm. I do things. I do things. It comes from the right place in my heart and then I price them from Mm -hmm. the right place in my heart, which I think is something we're not going to get there now. If you didn't see my Instagram, that's a whole podcast. But um, there's a lot of value in choosing where you go. And if I'm not – Speaking up and being loud enough about my voice that people want to come and learn from us, mm-hmm. I'm not doing a good enough job. I'm yeah. <laughs> so I'm not worried about the competition because I know that I'm in the right place. You could just say that I'm in my own lane. Yeah. And so I'm not really worried about the competition. And honestly, there's room for the competition to be yeah. successful too. And if you're competition, call me. Like, let's collaborate. Because let's, there's so much genius there to be able mm-hmm. to change this industry for the good. But if you're just charging $10,000 for people to come get certified with you from a method, don't call me because you and I will not see eye to eye.
1: Ever. <laughs> yeah, I, that. you know, there's like a, a lot of ickiness, I guess. I, I hate that word, but I, I don't know a better word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, coinciding with all these like education systems for, you know, extensions. Like I, I see it all the time that it's like I will have, you know, you know, whether it's friends from school or just like a stylist that I've, you know, met like outside of the Harper Ellis world that, you know, we have these conversations about, you know, extensions and, you know, their certifications that they've done. And they're like, yeah, you know, I pay X amount for the class. And then I pay, you know, you know, the, whether that's 6,000, which is crazy to me. But then they're like, and then I pay, pay a monthly subscription just to like stay on like their map. And I'm like, you like you know basically the they're paying just to uphold this title that they already paid for the training, mm-hmm. so you know to me it it's like i it makes absolutely no sense because you you can't revoke information that was no. taught like just because you're not paying for the subscription, you're not right technically uncertified like that no. there's no like if you were certified to begin with, you're certified like it. Just because they take you off your locator map and... Doesn't mean you don't... They're not going to recommend you. You know, like, that should, you know, never be the basis of a company, in my opinion. So, kind of, what is your opinion on that? I
0: just feel like, you know, trading money for value is just... That's the game for me. I just recently um, paid a little over $100,000 to for a furthering education for me and my business. Mm-hmm. So I'm fully in belief of paying big dollars yeah. for education. So that's not the message that I'm trying to put out. But it's almost like people are paying for titles. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about like I love our salas that go around and 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 post like, you know, L certified and they, you know, that's just our community that we've built and I love that part about our business. But I'm not paying, you're not paying me to be able to say that. Mm -mm. You came to our class, you paid me the money. You're certified and you're certified forever as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned and I'm also not going to get mad at you if you, or kick you out (laughs) or, or take you off my map if I see that you're going to get certified with another company and that's happening. Mm -hmm. I've gotten so many stylists that have come back and said that like, yeah, so and so company like basically kicked me out and like, Took me, took my access completely yeah. off of their platform because I got certified with you guys, and I'm like, Phew. so the control is like, you guys, you are in control of your own business, you are in control of, of who you work with, and you are in control. Stop letting these other companies control you. That's it.
1: So you know, with these, you know, these hairdressers, you know, they're, a, you know, a lot of them are just starting out, and. You know, some of them aren't necessarily where they want to be. You know, in their, you know, in their career and their business. Um, so, what do you suggest for them? Like, how do you, you know, spot those red flags and, you know, with things that you want to avoid and like, how, what do you recommend for them? Like, with like, kind of starting their career path, especially if they're new or like, if they're like they've been in it a while, like what they should start doing today to make sure that they lead you know, a good journey from, you know, here on to be successful. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I hate to answer the question, every question the same exact way, Mm -hmm. but it kind of starts with you and it starts with your vision and what you want to be. Because Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Not everybody wants to be the same person. Not everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be me. I'm, I understand that I'm a psychopath. I completely agree with you. Um, But I love my psychopath.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Don't <laughs> we all? And I don't know if everybody does, but I do. So um you don't have to be me also. You shouldn't feel this like pressure. Not that you want to be me, but like you don't have to be the person next mm-hmm. to you. You don't have to be the person that you graduated school with. Yeah. You just need to figure out where you want to go and what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think step one, that all a lot, not all, but a lot of hairdressers make. Is you put yourself into an environment that don't push you
1: mm-hmm.
0: to be to add to that it's not anyone's job to motivate you, get your ass to work every day yeah. and when you do get to work, you need to be dressed
1: to mm-hmm.
0: the top to the to the hilt you need to look like you didn't crawl out of bed. Mm-hmm. you need to respect yourself, respect this industry. No one can do that for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: but There is some choices that we can make as stylists, and putting yourself into an environment that does make you feel as if you have, and make you basically explore your potential, and like Mm -hmm. make you understand that everyone has bigger potential than what they are now. Mm -hmm. I'm like convinced that all humans are have these like crazy superpowers that we all are capable of. Just a lot of people die without exploring what that is. And so, um, it's kind of sad to say, kind of a morbid thing to say, but it's just the truth. And so, with that, like, go back to that. Are you working with people that actually care about your success?
1: Yeah.
0: Or are you just working with people and for people that they care about your success because it benefits them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or are you working with and for people that they care about your su- success because it Benefits you. yeah, And I think there's two different roads there. And
1: they're majorly different. <laughs> majorly different,
0: different. And I think that if you can learn to decipher that, that will take you further in your career. Um, but I think it starts with you. There's a... And I know this is hard for me to say, but it. I am just one of those people that I feel fully believe that I need to speak my truth. And I... There's a lot of lazy people out there. Yeah, You guys are lazy. And you are deciding to wake up every day and not live to your full potential. Yeah. And that's not anyone's fault but yours. Mm-hmm. And so if you're stuck in that, then you got to do some soul searching. You need to get away from everybody. And you need to dig deep to figure out what in the hell it is that you want to be. Yeah. And then go from there. But it starts with that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, pass that be very mindful of your environment. Yeah. I just, that I couldn't be more passionate about that.
1: Okay. So on the kind of the building side of, you know, that like, so say a stylist, they, you know, they have the mindset, they have the vision, they, you know, they're showing up for success. They are success at this point, but like they're kind of having those struggles, like finding and luring in clients. Um, to continue to build mm-hmm. um, you know kind of what are just a couple little tips um, on getting more clients and keeping on once you get them
0: yeah you know I think that the same principle kind of rings through with clientele like your clients can sniff you out they all of them do and you know you have to be in it for them At the end of the day those clients are the ones that are paying your bills and your livelihood and so you know, there are stylists, a large group of stylists out there that don't care much about their clients. They're mm-hmm. only in it for the paycheck, and those clients can tell that. And so it's probably the wrong industry if that's your focus. Yeah. And so um, I think that growing your clientele starts with just getting very clear on who your client needs to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that it's hard to do. You just can't advertise to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And so um, the next step is, you know, if you feel as if you're stuck in your clientele's not growing, you don't know enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you don't, you're not educated enough to be able to grow that clientele. And so go invest in yourself. Stop spending your dollars on stupid shit, mm-hmm. and go get educated to be able to grow your clientele. Mm-hmm. And cause that's where I am in my business. Like yeah. I'm trying to get to a hundred million dollars. Well Tara, how the heck are you going to do that?
1: <laughs> and so, and you know,
0: big question mark right now. Yes, like yeah. I'm not sure, but I do have a plan right now to get me to 10 million, mm-hmm. 15 million, 20 million. So go and educate yourself. If you're, if you're still in that process of not being able to grow. Yeah. And, but the way that you grow is I very passionate about people don't buy from businesses anymore. They mm-hmm. buy from people. Oh, yeah. And so you need to get really true with your brand and who you are and what you're good at. And you need to stop trusting the world to be able to tell your story. And you need to go tell your story via yeah. social media. We have a free tool. You can go out and do that. Yeah. Um, so get out there, get in front of your clients, hold the phone like this, talk to them, tell them yeah. what you're good at. Tell them why your work is better and, but that's just a problem. People aren't growing because they're too, they're not brave enough to be able to go, I'm the best and this is why. Yeah. I have stats to back up why I'm the best. So, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and, you know, just a little bit more on that. And I know this is, you know, me just <laughs> taking over my part, my part of here. Um, but, you know, something that, you know, I had to come with terms with was, you know, that I was, that was kind of my missing link the entire time. And, you know, I just kind of want to be transparent with that is, you know, I kind of got to this level of success where I was like, okay, I'm good, but like, why am I not going any further? And it was because I wasn't me. I was this avatar that I had created. And you know, like, as some of you you may know me as like the hand-tied craftsman. Well, you know, I created the hand-tied craftsman because he was what I wanted to be versus like who I didn't think I wanted to be, which was myself. And, you know, with that, I was able to depict this, like, very, like, regal, statuesque, like, hairdresser that just knew all things and, you know, had the luxurious lifestyle when, you know, Creighton was a farm kid from Oklahoma that used to raise show goats, you know, like, Yeehaw! those never, you know, in my mind, those never could, you know, be a thing. Like, it, I had to be a, become a different person to be the person that... I wanted it to be but you know we had this you know big conference meeting um within the team and you know I just got m- my ass handed to me basically and I was like wow I didn't realize that I was like just some fake avatar and because I'd gone with it so much and
0: we didn't say that by the way he, yeah that's just what he took from it yeah that's true. what <laughs> we
1: took from it but <laughs> but you know the it was just like that eye-opening experience and you know, what I'm getting at is after that meeting, I stopped with trying to perfectly pose every photo and perfectly video every video that I made. And you know, if I flubbed one word, I would like delete the whole thing and like you'd look at my my videos and I'd have 750 clips of the same video of me trying to make it because I'm like, no, I said that sentence wrong or I said that word wrong or I hesitated too much there and you know, the more real and more authentic I got on socials, especially, and, you know, even behind the chair, like, my clients stay with me more. Like, they come to me more because, you know, they want, you know, what, me for me. Yeah. They don't want the Handa Craftsman. Yeah. Handa Craftsman is just a guy that posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But they started meeting, you know, Creighton, and, you know, it, I, it's just a lot of us. All I'm saying is I encourage every, each and every one of you to be yourself market yourself don't market what you think people want you to be or what you think is going to just attract more clients now if you changing a little bit about yourself is going to yeah. attract more clients that's just perfectly fine but like don't stretch it to a point where you're so far off yeah, <laughs> that you're having to become like this yeah fake you know like yeah. every, and like that like you said like people sniff out fake they sniff out if all you're you know there for is to take their money um people are not stupid and you know especially clients like you're there with them for multiple hours on a time like you can't uphold fake the yeah. entire time like they're no. gonna 30%. pounce on it the moment they get
0: it the cool thing about your situation is and this is something we told you in the meeting and like Creighton like one of my favorite thing about Creighton is Creighton yeah. like I love who he is and so if you're like in this mindset where you're not quite sure if you even like who you are, that's another therapy session slash podcast for another day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of you guys are already people that you want to be, and you're already people that people love. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just put that out there for the world to see because if everyone around you loves you, then everyone else is going to love you too.
1: Mm -hmm. So, Okay, so we've talked a lot about, you know, Behind the chair, what, you know, how stylists can kind of build behind the chair, what they can do to improve their lives behind the chair. But, you know, a lot of people are here because they want to know what to do outside of the chair or not behind the chair. So how can stylists create these multiple forms of income that, like you said, that they make money when you're asleep, they make money when you're eating lunch or when you're laying on a beach somewhere, you know, like. What are your options for stylists and, like, how do they go about starting these endeavors?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I think that you can't, like, if if that's heavy on your heart that you want to start something like that, I think that's great and that's a good place to start. But um, you Mm -hmm. can't just up and say, oh, I'm going to educate on this. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I, you know, because someone else is doing it, I'm going to basically recreate it and, and do that. You sort of have to like get real again. Go back to the same answer I've given you every time. But I've, I, you got to get real on your mission. What you're passionate about, what you want to do in life, mm-hmm. and then why you want to do those things. Mm-hmm. I just explained to you guys earlier why helping Silas grow and become rich, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. is passion. I'm passionate about that. I told you guys why. And so it's just that you have to get kind of clear on all those things. But, um, and then once you have that thing. No one else can match it. Mm-hmm. No one else can come because your thing's not gonna be my thing and my thing's not gonna be your mm-hmm. thing. And then you need to go in and, and create. Now whether you take the route of like what you guys are and what there's a lot of people that are gonna work with Harper Ellis and mm-hmm. they're gonna bring that those things to the table and whether we branch off and make new businesses that people are part ownership of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you bring me a good idea that's gonna be the best one I've ever heard. Yeah then absolutely let's create a whole new business, not a whole new business, but underneath the Harper's mm-hmm. um, umbrella. And you know, that there you go. So yeah. you can find people like me, call myself an investor or something like that. That'll help you get going. Yeah. That's number one. Go to someone that is ahead of you. Yeah. Like, oh, I couldn't say that enough. Like go someone to someone that has done it, done something close to what you're wanting to do. And then let them help you because mm-hmm. they've been through all these things that are going to cost you so much money and years of, yeah. Hardship and failures and learning, um, so that's the fast way to do it. Yeah. Um, but then another thing, like you don't explore things outside of this industry. Just last night, we put on and accepted. I didn't tell you. Um, my husband and I put in an offer on a. We are getting into multifamily real estate. That is something that we want to do. That's going to be um, something that I know that I'll be able to build a ton of wealth and mm-hmm. hopefully over the years. Um, and so we put in a offer on our first property and, um, it was accepted last night. And so really she excited She just wants myself. to be my neighbor. Yeah. Really it's close to her crazy lives, but, um, I'm not living there. No, Um totally not. I will rent it for other people live there. <laughs> but, um, you know, use your brain, like figure out, and real estate is something that I've actually been passionate about for a really long time. I mean, like Zillow is my social media app, like I scroll on Zillow more than I scroll on any other platform. You can check my stats on my phone. Like I am always on Zillow and I've always been scared to like take that leap. And I'm like, gosh, this is scary. You know what cash I do have, it's going to take it to get started. Like, it's just all very scary. Everything is scary, but it's going to be worth it. And Mm -hmm. so just like that, like figure out what you want to do, what you're passionate about and then go do it. Go call me if you want my help call me. I'm going to help you. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, one of my biggest regrets is uh, one of our past attendees. She actually emailed me and wanted help kind of creating a very close business to what ours is. And I didn't have the brain capacity slash maybe the clear mission of what I needed to have to be able to help her at the time. Okay. So I did turn her away, but I will be going back to her and hopefully I can help her create something really awesome. And so, yeah, you know, I'm not giving out my manufacturers. I'm not doing that. But I will help you be successful. And then I also want to add to that, you know, just to kind of talk about your situation, Mm -hmm. you know, the title that you have with Harper Ellis, the creative director, is something that you were thinking about a long time ago. And, you know, that now is going to be considered sort of a, not necessarily passive income for Mm -hmm. you. It will probably likely turn into something like that. Um, But you... (laughs) believed that I would eventually give you the opportunity when mm-hmm. it arose. And I appreciate that trust. Yeah. Um, but like Creighton showed up whenever things weren't fun. <laughs> you have built shelves for me. Yeah. You've done things outside of what you, you know, it's easy to set back and go, that's not my job. That's mm-hmm. not my job. And unfortunately we have that like stigma about us all. Yeah. We're all like, that's not my job. Well, that that attitude mm-hmm. and that mindset will absolutely get you nowhere. Yeah. And so, you know, you've showed up on... you When we moved offices, like you and your wife, yeah. you know, you probably said, Bree, get in the car. Like, this we is not...
1: Gonna... She's just as much like, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to help too. Like, Bree's always here yeah, to help. She, I,
0: his wife is amazing.
1: She's a way better person than I am. I mean, awesome. I'm still there, but yeah. yeah.
0: We love Bree. we always like, if something happens to y'all, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hard pick. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably going to keep her, and yeah. i but, you know, like, you just... marvel story, you showed up whenever things weren't your job or yeah. things weren't fun. You know, you sh- you showed up for two days, three days straight, and helped us move offices, lifting heavy weight, and we were dusty. I remember being covered. Had, Josh had... His knees were skinned up because he fell out on the pavement, <laughs> you know, because he's kind of like that. But, <laughs> I, you know, yes. like, you just uh, have to show up when things aren't mm-hmm. fun, and I can assure you that I show up still yet when things aren't fun. Mm-hmm. And so... It's always part of your job. Yeah. And so that's that's a good start. Like, sure. you know, don't think that you're just going to fall into a pile of turds and come out smelling like yeah. roses. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, you you got to do the dirty work yeah. first, and then things
1: like those kind of opportunities are going to come about. Yeah. I think, you know, just so I kind of want to add to that is, like, I don't think people always realize that every day you're auditioning. Mm-hmm. You're always auditioning for something. And, like, I mean, even if you are the CEO... You're auditioning to consumers. You're auditioning to, you know, for you, stylists. Like, you are always having to sell yourself, I guess, is, you know, the way it is. And, you know, auditioning, selling, I mean, just depends on if you want to say you're not a salesman, just you audition. We're you know. all salesmen, by the you're way. You're all salesmen. You know, j- just to wrap that up, you know, it's every single day you're around somebody that's watching you. Then you know, you never know who who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. So you know whether that's your boss that supposedly don't pay you to do the job that they ask you to do or not even ask you to do like mm-hmm. it it wasn't because you asked me to come, you know, move the offices. It's cuz I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Because I knew one day that that would be a good reflection of the type of worksman that I am mm-hmm. and, you know, that would put that preliminary footwork, you know, yeah. down for the future. And I just think more people need to focus on, you know, setting up those foundations and realizing that everything you do and everything you say will come back to haunt you. I know that's such a cliche, but it really does because you don't, you never know. Yeah. And I promise you it'll pay off in the end if, you know, you always say yes, you always just do the damn thing. And, you know, it may suck, you know, that you're like, well, I missed two hours or whatever on a Friday night moving the salon, like or the office and who cares? Like yeah. it may you know, make you a major job promotion later on. Like yeah. so I just say say yes, just do it. Trust me, you'll be thankful.
0: Totally. One time I have to tell the story. I was in an airport and I was by myself and I had I was flying for work, it was for business, but the night before I had gotten probably a little intoxicated. <laughs> And then I had to wake up the next morning and go to the airport. And I looked like death warmed over. I also felt like death warmed over. That's why I don't hardly drink anymore because I can't do it anymore. (laughs) But um, a hairstylist, like, saw me in the airport and literally, like, chased me down. And was like, oh, my gosh, Tara, you own Harper Ellis. And she was like, I've been thinking about coming to get certified. And, like, I could not even engage in the conversation because I was like, I look she's probably like, I will never trust you again because yeah. you literally yeah. look like you died last night and I did. <laughs> and so Ugh. I know that's kind of silly, but you know, don't like, you got to wake up every day and be ready to perform, audition, sell yourself. And I think that's a really important lesson yeah. to learn. So I agree. I won't be going to the airport looking like death warmed ever, ever again. Hey. Okay. I shouldn't say ever again, but unless I'm feeling risky, I'm not doing it. No. Nah, <laughs>
1: <nah. laughs> Okay, so let's talk a little bit about day-to-day routines. Like for one, let's tell me a little bit about what your routine looks like and then give us an example of like what every person's routine should look like and how that's going to be beneficial for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, everybody's routine needs to be what benefits them, you know. So your routine probably wouldn't look like mm-hmm. me. Um, but uh, I have certain principles that I have to follow. Number one, I have a kid to take care of first and Mm -hmm. foremost. I have a two year old. He, I wish I could give him more time than I do give him, but I try as much as I can to give him as much time as I possibly have. So that's number one priority. And so with that being a priority, uh, my health and my fitness is in like a very much of a new priority to me. I wish I had prioritized that years ago, but, um, First thing I do is I pop up out of bed at 5:15 every morning, and I go to the gym. And if I'm not going to the gym, I will actually go out to my driveway and walk the hill, and I'll yeah. do it. I do it 12 times. 12 is the magic number. Um, and I will do that. And then this after that, I uh, sit down for about 30 minutes, and I will do some like emails that I don't want to be bombarded with first thing when I get into the office. Mm-hmm jump in the shower. I get ready for the day. This is all while my child's still asleep, which Mm -hmm. is nice. So I will listen to my podcast. I've even moved my get ready stuff into the guest bathroom. So I'm like out of my bedroom. Yes, Mm -hmm. my child's in my bed. Judge me. I don't care. Um, but he (laughs) is in, (laughs) he's in my bed. So I'm like, I've moved out of there. I get ready in the other one so I can be loud and listen to my Mm -hmm. podcast, make my phone calls. Sometimes I have to call you guys in the morning. Um, and then after that I get to the office. I try to by 9am every day. Um, get to the office and I have a routine when I get to the office I do the first usually the first I have different days of the week they're all different but usually the first I take care of customers first and then I start taking care of my own stuff after that but um then I, I try my best to get home by four thirty or 5 mm-hmm. and spend time with my son that does not always happen tonight I will probably be here till 10 o'clock Cause I've got that much to accomplish, but I'm mm-hmm. doing that so that the rest of the weekend, this weekend I can be with my kid yeah. because next week I'm traveling. Yeah. And so, um, I try to think ahead and I do stay in the same routine every day, especially that first half of the day, the second half of my day sometimes goes to shit, but that's okay. Um, and then at night I do whatever I can with my family mm-hmm. and I won't lie. I do work a little bit at night too. Sometimes yep. I have zoom calls and business calls that I have, have to hop to. And, um, I just try to be really present wherever I'm at. And my husband's really great with like knowing that, Hey, you got to step aside right now. Also, he's starting up his own business. Yeah. And so we juggle that a lot. And sometimes by the time I get home, he walks out the door and he works all night. And then I'm juggling the two year old dinner work. you know, so it's a juggling act, but I'm not in the, <laughs> I'm not in the balance
1: era yeah. of Tara. No. Like that,
0: that's, a, that's,
1: I mean, does that even exist? Yeah. No, but, like no. we're,
0: we're not, we're not doing that. Like, I don't want balance right now. I'm grinding yeah. right now cuz I have a target to get to and then I'm try along the way I'm trying to help people and mm-hmm. love my people as much as I can. So
1: if anybody has the solution for balance, please let us know, cuz we-, we don't believe you. I don't even think that I want it. Like I don't I don't, I don't
0: no. even want balance like I get Bullying. like okay, I just this kind of a stupid word. Who came up with that? That's all.
1: Nice yeah, question. You know, I, I really like everything that we've talked about today. And, you know, especially with that schedule, like how can a stylist, and I know I've already asked this, but like, how can you break that down and kind of just give like framework for like how a stylist or just a, you know, just a regular person kind of like take those attributes of your schedule and make that fit for them? Yeah. Like, what should they prioritize, I guess you should say?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just it. That was exactly what I was going to say. You got to, like, start by, let's write down your first few one to five priorities Mm -hmm. of your day. My number one is I want to be a mom, so I make that happen. That's Mm -hmm. why I go to the gym in the morning and not in the afternoon. Do you think that I like getting out of bed in the morning? No, I love to sleep in. Like, if you call me on a Saturday before 9 a.m., I'm going to kill you (laughs) because I love to sleep in. That's just a matter of fact. But I, my priorities are straight, so mm-hmm. I get my ass out of bed in the morning and I do those things so that I can go be a mom at night. So that's, you know, you got to figure out what your priorities are and how they can all happen. Because they can, mm-hmm. it's just your lack of scheduling and your laziness yeah. that keeps you from yeah. getting all those things done in one day. Yeah. So we honestly, I heard this the other day, time is a made-up thing. Like, yeah. the good Lord did not make... One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, it's not mm-hmm. a thing. We humans made that up. Yeah. And so I, when I heard that, I was like, yes. So I can make up my yeah. own time. And yeah. so then I do. I make, mm-hmm. like, I get it. Yes, I follow, you know, I have a meeting at one. I have a meeting at <laughs> two. I do follow those I
1: just shut up whenever. Yeah.
0: But I took that as if oh I have full control and um if some blow joe can make up the freaking clock for us Mm -hmm. I can make up my own day so that's what I do
1: yeah now I you know it's so funny when you start talking about time you know we're not going to go completely into that but you know it was a it was actually a guy at a gym that I had started going to and you know, I said something along the lines of like, "Oh, I hope I can stick <laughs> with this." You know, like the getting up at four a.m. <laughs> to get to the gym. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> in there. You to edit that out. So, so it was actually a guy that you know I was working at front desk at a gym that I started going to, and you know, I just you know, haha, one of those funny guys, and I was like, "Well, I hope I can stick with this." You know, the getting up super early, like it's rough on me, and. Because I'm like, oh, I don't have time for it after work. And he's like, okay, well, let's break down the hours of your day. He goes, what time do you get up? And, like, this is a trainer at a gym, okay? He basically makes me write out my whole schedule. And he's like, so you you take 10 hours to sleep and to do work? you sleep 10 hours? And I'm like, no. And he goes, well, how many hours do you sleep? And I'm like, ah, honestly, it's probably like... Between five and four Mm -hmm. most nights. And he's like, okay, so then where'd those other five hours go? He's like, are you just sitting on a couch? Are you scrolling on your phone? Are you, and I was just like, (laughs) okay, that 30-minute workout's not that big of a deal. I could, I'll make it work, you know. But it it was just so funny to, like, take that reflective time to, like, sit up, like, if that is something you're struggling with, with, is a schedule, like, write it out. Mm -hmm. Like. Totally. And be very honest with yourself. because. Honestly, look at your screen time on your phone and if you you ain't just dedicating it to work, I'd suggest having a work phone and a play phone and don't do the play things on your work phone because like you would get a very accurate thing of the difference between like work and play because Mm -hmm. like Scrolling on TikTok, you'll end up, you'll be, you'll be there a couple hours. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a time and a place for that, like, I, I guess, you know, I know on the weekends a lot, like, if you call me on a Saturday afternoon, I'm probably scrolling TikTok. Actually, I'm not. I'm usually doing family things, but um, I do do a little bit of that, but I will say in the last probably six months to a year, I've, my time, scroll mindless scrolling has, mm-hmm. like, gone to, I'm, a, I'm at a minimum, because same, like, at night. Yeah. I used to, I would get in bed at a decent time. My bedtime is nine o'clock. Like I'm very, last night we were out with family and I didn't get in bed till 10 and that just like threw me for a tizzy. Um, but I have a very strict bedtime and I've done that for years. Mm-hmm. But yet when I got in bed, I'm like scrolling and then I'll go down the rabbit hole of stupid stuff that mm-hmm. has no benefit to my life. And then I can get up in the morning to go and get my things done. Yeah. And so, like, stop this mindless scrolling. Yeah. I literally have 30 minutes of digesting something beneficial to me before mm-hmm. I go to bed. Whether it's a book or it's a podcast or it's a video. Right now I'm, like, so obsessed with real estate. It's ridiculous. So I've been watching a bunch mm-hmm. of videos about that. I'll do it for 30 minutes. I turn it off and I put my phone down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, on the nightstand. And then... I, it doesn't take me long to fall asleep. And I used to, like, tell my therapist that I couldn't fall asleep at night. It used to be, like, a problem. I used to be, like, I just can't shut my brain off. Well, no shit you can't shut your brain off because you're watching dances on TikTok all night. Yeah. Or girls take their clothes off oh, oh. or whatever what kind of they TikTok are.
1: TikTok do you watch? I don't
0: know. You know. <laughs> TikTok's, like, half-naked girls. That's all it is. But, like, we watch it. So, yeah. Well, all I'm trying to say is just put your phone down and go to bed and then yeah. you can get up and do the things you got to do in the yeah. morning.
1: Cause your productivity is going to go right. up when you get sleep and when you, yeah, that sleep is when you recover Yeah. Totally. so that you can keep going the next day. <laughs> totally. So I feel like we should kind of wrap up this episode. Like, I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, we've had a lot of great content with it and I'm like, I love getting to the nitty gritty with a lot of this with you. Um, but you know, I always, I always have to do this, you know, I have a, a really funny question for you. And I'm fishing here, so don't disappoint me, okay? So like, who is your favorite employee of Harperellis Hair <laughs>
0: Well, I don't have a favorite.
1: Oh, such a diplomat.
0: Um, you know, I do have favorites, and my favorites are the people that see the vision, they show up 100% every day no matter what, they don't play victim to their own problems, and they are on my train to get shit done and reach that $100 million so that we can all be filthy rich. Those are my favorite employees.
1: I love that. So if that's you, then it's probably you. Hey, you know, hey, i I've like to think that I wanted them. <laughs> yeah. there, I, I would say there's a large quantity of us yeah. that all have that same There's a lot of you guys. And, but, yeah. but I, you know, there's room to share. You know, collaboration. We'll there collaborate as the, fav- as the favorites. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can do with that. that. So that is it for today thank you so much for watching be sure to tune in for the next episode of the ceo diaries
0: thank you guys for watching or listening <laughs> or whatever it is <laughs> bye